Good morning, good morning. It is 6.15 a.m. This is the Early Birds podcast, and I have our special guest here today, Mykia, who is the head of our digital content strategy here at Nextdoor Lending, but she does way more than that, so super excited to have you here this morning. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm good. How are you? Good. How was waking up? It was good. You said you're already up pretty early anyway, right? So tell me about that routine. What's that like? Kind of walk us through that Mm -hmm. with the audience. That's what this is about. You know, it's kind of Getting people to want to wake up more. Um, like, what's their version of early? I know some people start at three, four o'clock. So, how early do you get up to start your day? So, walk me through that routine. What's it like to wake up early and get your day going? Yeah, absolutely. So, I wake up at five a.m. Uh, up at five a.m., but out of the bed by five thirty. You know, you gotta <laughs> mm-hmm. mentally get there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but as soon as I wake up, I'm thanking God just for waking me up. Um, I'm diving into my prayer. Then I'm going into reading my word. Um, I like to read a chapter a day pray about it. I always receive um, some sort of message that resonates with me, whether it was something I experienced the day before or just something that God needs to remind me. Um, obedience has been one of the things. Um, so after I do that, I do a workout and then I like to journal a little bit. And then I also have started this book called Mirror Work. So it's like a 21 day thing. And basically it's like, you know, self-talk, like how do you view yourself? How are you talking to yourself and just identifying the things from within? Um, and then from there, uh, it depends on how much time I have left. I'm either eating or I'm going outside, getting some fresh air, just really soaking in nature. Um, I like to meditate from time to time, probably do some more praying because like it's something about being outdoors. And then after that, I'm getting dressed and I'm getting ready to come into the office. So, wow. <laughs> so that that's a routine. And the reason I'm, I'm smiling is it's because to get into that routine, I'm, I first of all, I'm betting you it took you a long time oh, yeah. to get to that place. Mm-hmm. But secondly, it's like, look how much you got accomplished. And I feel like your day hasn't even started after all of that, you're like, oh, and by the way, and then I show up to the office. <laughs> so how, how do you get into that mindset? Because I, I think the biggest problem people have, at least for myself, is when you want to do something you know, amazing, right? And you want to be successful and you want to plan that routine. It's that consistency, oh, yeah. right? It's, it's being able to be consistent every day. So how did you get to that spot to where you're that consistent? You just sound consistent, right? I don't know if that's the case, but I just believe it in the way you speak. But how do you make yourself that consistent? I was at a point where I just got sick of my own mess. I was just like, I'm tired of like, you know, not feeling productive and not being productive. Like it's no one's issue but mine. So I had to really look into what are you doing every day? If you are starting your day at 8 a.m., you've lost so many hours of preparation. So I had to get my mindset correct. Um, I watched this video called, uh, it was a monk. He just like went through his lifestyle, like how he goes to sleep at a certain time. He stops eating at, I believe, 6 p.m. So his food can properly digest. And I believe he was waking up at about 2 a.m. Now, I probably wouldn't do all that, but it really motivated me because I was like, wow, like, look how much time in the day. If you're starting your day at 2 a.m., you have so much time to get so much done. Now, granted, I'm learning, though, life isn't always about productivity. Sometimes you do need that, that balance, that break, that rest, so you're not overdoing it. But when you think about the times in the day and how you are allocating it, it's important to just know. You know, if you give yourself that time, you have so much um, control over your day, I would say. And now you can prepare for a better day. And, and that's what it is, that power of positivity, right? It's that power to change your mind. And you, you talk about the the monk. Um, and one of the things you mentioned is something I'm a big believer in, which is like, you know, if waking up early gives you more time. And something we talked about in the last podcast was think about it. 
Like if I'm here three hours sooner than anybody else is, that's 15 hours a week, right? Yeah. That's 60 hours a month, which is another full-time job within itself that I'm here more being able to prepare better than that other person. So it is also giving you somewhat of that competitive edge, but it's making you feel fulfilled to your point. So yeah. another thing that you do a lot of is obviously your podcast, uh, Unlocked with Keys. Yes. And one of the episodes uh, I was going through, and it's it's the power of thought you were talking about, and you're, you're very heavy on mindset. So walk me through the power of thought. What's that mean for our viewers? And, and the reason I'm going to challenge you on it a little bit, because first of all, I'm a believer in it, but I know when I introduce myself to some people and I'm trying to be positive all the time, they're always like, is this guy really like this all the time? <laughs> the answer is no, not all the time, right? But I know I have to be constantly coherent of it so I can make myself that way. Yeah. So what is the power of thought? What's it mean to you? Um, the power of thought is just really what you are receiving from like, what are you al allowing to come within you? So when we think of something negative, you're choosing it's by choice to think of something negative, right? And you're allowing yourself to take allowing your mind to take over that negative thought now when you choose something positive now you're allowing positivity to come into your mind and i think about you know um because with being the power of thought also is the power of being present so when you're in a mindset of thinking about the past thinking about the future thinking about negative things thinking about things that do not matter you are you, you're removing that moment of, to be present to be in the now, right? And so when we control our thoughts, we're able to be more present, but we're also able to have a better outlook of life. So the power of thought to me is is everything. Like it's because we're always thinking, like we can't deny that we're not always thinking. And so when I think about that power of thought, I think about, okay, how can I make sure I have a, a more pure mindset to, you know, not be distracted, to not, you know, ruin my day or my internal being? Like, it's so important because we, we do it. We do it. We'll have a thought and we'll create a whole scenario, a whole narrative on top of it. And now we're somewhere in La La Land that never even existed and it may never even come true. And it's like, what are we doing? <laughs> That's so true. It's so funny because um, it's like that what if factor Yeah. where you're like, OK, well, what if this happens? Well, then. What if I do that instead? And you're scaring yourself into like this just unrealistic thought process of just the, this negativity and it's it over preparing. And we've talked about it actually, you and I, where it's like, it's so damn easy to focus on negative thoughts. We could sit in a room right now and you and I can go back and forth for over an hour on all the negativity going on in our life. But you know, what's hard focusing on the positivity and letting that positivity flow, flow through. Yeah. So I will challenge you on it, right? When you're getting those days where, where you're negative, because we all have those days, mm -hmm. what does it take to pull you out of that mindset? And what would you say to somebody that, that might struggle a little bit more getting themselves into that that positive mindset? Ooh, um, well, for one, for one, I always like to go into the root of things. What was the trigger? Like, where did this come from? Because a lot of times, like, I'll notice I'll be having a great day and out of nowhere it just went bad. And I'm like, okay, okay, what just happened? Like, you were just having such a phenomenal day. So if you go to the root of things, you can understand your triggers. You can understand, okay, what did I allow to kind of shift my mindset, right? And a lot of times, you know, it could be something that you thought of from the past, something that you're thinking of in the future, something you're worried about, or something you created, right? So when you get to that root, identify it. Now, is this legitimate? Like, is this a genuine thing? Is this something I should truly be concerned about? Or is this something I created on my own? But if it's something that you are like truly worried about, me personally, I'm going to pray about it. I, I, I just have to. That's like one of the only ways. And a lot of times if I don't feel, you know, at peace, I'm still there 
I'm still there. I'm, I'm sitting still. You know what I'm saying? Um, get yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but another big thing too, don't let that, don't pour that onto someone else. What you're dealing with mm. isn't anyone else's issue. Like they didn't cause it. They have no idea that you're dealing with whatever it is going on in your head. They don't, they don't know. So, and a lot of times too, another big one I learned is reach out to someone else, see how they're doing. And that helps you get rid of your problems if you help someone else with theirs. And that's something that, because then sometimes you realize, like, oh, my, my issue is not that big. Like, I would much rather help you with this than deal with what I think is so big. That so. That's so true. And, um, you know, the one I want to focus on, because I think those are all amazing points, but the one that you said is basically don't, don't blame somebody else, right? Mm-hmm. Don't, hey, it's not their issue. Don't dump it on them. And, and I believe you're talking, that, that's different than venting, right? You're specifically talking about, hey, don't go ruin somebody else's mm-hmm. parade or whatever they're going through just because you're going through it. How do you how do you separate that difference between venting, having that person to vent with, right? And is this an actual problem that, you know, I should deal with internally? Well, that's good. I mean, I think for one, you know your circle. So whoever you're choosing to vent to, you know if this is a person who is going to give you good advice. You know if this is going to be a yes man. You know if this is going to be someone who's going to egg it on. Like, you know who you're talking to, right? So that's one thing to be mindful of. Who are you choosing to vent to, right? But then you say, how do you know the difference between is this an internal thing? Um, everything initially is always an internal thing for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, it's so hard for me to be like, oh, let me call so-and-so. Like, Because like nine times out of ten, I don't know if you can really answer my issue like sometimes I do just need someone to talk to or sometimes it's like God I pray and I just do not hear you right now so I need one to get somebody else to come help (laughs) so it just depends um but I always start from within first because if this is something that I can like really understand then perfect but it's not good to do life alone so you do need someone so that is something to be mindful of. You don't have to deal with everything alone. It, you know you have that one person. Like I have my best friend, Joy. She's very level-headed. I have a few friends, very level-headed, who will tell me if I'm wrong, if I'm tripping, or if I need to just, just, just sit down because you need to relax. So, Well, it's all about that circle. I mean, you've mentioned it a few times, having those friends, that yeah. circle. And I, I believe, you know, one of the biggest issues a lot of people have, e- even when, you know, waking up early or trying to just accomplish anything is not having the right circle, right? Yeah. We, it's so easy where you just place the wrong friends uh, and part of your circle. And that's kind of where a lot of my growth came from is finally choosing to be like, okay, I got to separate myself from, you know, these people over here. And I really got to start latching onto these people or else I'm going to start going down much different paths mm-hmm. in my life. Has that happened to you, first and foremost? And then how do you have that real conversation where it's like you got to separate that person from your circle and you got to move on to to those people that you need in your life to make your life the life that you want? How do you do that? Um, actually growing up, I experienced that a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, obviously, you know, you have your high school friends and after high school, the real ones stay like, that's just how it happens. Um, for me, I wouldn't necessarily say it's been a struggle because I, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. I'm like really quick to be like, all right, this this season is over. <laughs> like yeah. whoever it is, the season is done. <laughs> so like and I've been balancing like stop just cutting people off. But it's for my peace. Right. Um, so, I mean, I'm trying to think if I ever had to have a conversation with someone. I think um, a lot of times it's just like listen, you know, (laughs) (laughs) this is just, we're just not like, I have friends now who um, people say like low maintenance friendships, but I have some uh, friends who 
are like more acquaintances or we talk here and there. Um, and some people is just like, you know, the conversation just really isn't, um, what's the word I want to use? I want to say like impactful it doesn't always have to be impactful, but, um, it doesn't have much substance. I would say that. And so, I mean, I just, I can't always answer the phone. I have things to do. You know what I'm saying? So I think it just kind of naturally happens in a way. I don't always have to have a conversation unless you just did something that just has to be addressed. But for the most part, it just naturally happens. That's what I And you know, it's, it's funny too, because one of the, and I agree with you, I think it does naturally happen because you start, well, at least for me, I start finding myself in a place to where you're either lifting each other up or you're not, yeah. right? And then once I'm at that place to where like you're not lifting each other up, I start to realize, okay, maybe maybe our journey has come to an end, right? And like you call it, you call it seasons, which I love. <laughs> it's like, all right, this season's over. It's time it's to move dry. on. Exactly, the season's <laughs> done. But you are right, it is natural, right? It's that constant, okay, are we lifting each other up? How are we getting to that next step? And I, a lot of that has to do with, in my opinion, to self-confidence, yeah. your ability to be confident in what you want. Uh, I know for myself going through high school, you know, I wanted to fit in with everybody. I was like, okay, let me be friends with, with so-and-so and so-and-so because I just wanted to fit in, right? Mm-hmm. Where now, and the older I got very quickly, it was more so, wait a second, I'm confident enough to where I want people to be around me because they want to be around exactly. me, right? Not because they need to be around me because I'm there. And I feel like you you have that. It's there. It's in your soul right now. Even when we, you and I speak and not everybody knows you like that, but talk about self-confidence, right? Mm-hmm. How do you get to that place? And we all struggle with it constantly, but how do you constantly start telling yourself that self-talk? You talked about prayer. You talked about self-preach. You talked about all of that. How do you put yourself in that spot for people out there that don't have that same drive and self-confidence? Um, and I'll be so honest with you this has been a recent struggle like I um, so I actually have a therapist and she is incredible right and I was like open with her I'm like you know I like struggle with being confident sometimes and people can look at you and be like oh you have this you're yep. that but if you don't see it in yourself you know people other people shouldn't validate you for one so you it starts with you and um, a, a tip that she gave me was to spend more time with myself get to know you that's how you build your confidence because when you know you no one no one can define you no one can tell you who you are no one can tell me about me if I know me and that's something that um, really stuck with that self-confidence and um, it was another point you made that I wanted to touch on about it um, it'll come back to me to yeah come you're back. good yeah but really getting to know you that is like key to self-confidence in my opinion because I spend that time alone. Now I know what I like. That's what I wanted to say. The people who are for you, be you. Whoever's for you will adjust. Correct. To who you are. That's so true. You don't have to change. That has been a thing from like the smallest, silliest things in my life. I'm like, um, I go to the Easter market every Saturday. And my my sister Marquia, she was like, you know, oh, are you going to bring your basket to the market? And I was like, no. She was like, why do you have it? I was like, oh, like when I get home, I load the groceries. Then I was thinking, I'm like, the reason I don't is because I don't want to inconvenience anyone in the market. I don't want to have this big, big, you know, cart lugging. But everyone else does it. And I said, no. You, you're carrying bags on your arm like it's heavy put your bags in the cart that you bought and whoever's around you will adjust like be, be you, you be yeah. comfortable and they will adjust and i'm just learning that in life like do what you want to do be who you are and the people for you they, they'll you know and i it. i love that story too because it's a small piece of it but it, it's all the small pieces that add up into being you right because yeah. you're thinking to yourself constantly like oh i don't want to inconvenience oh i don't want to inconvenience 
But listen, if you're not harming anybody, or you're not good. It's like it's like you know what I mean. It's like overthinking it. My where thoughts. it's like, yes, it's like, what are you talking about? How am I harming this person? Like, why is this an inconvenience that I'm bringing this like cart Strangers over here? Yeah, because it's straight exactly. And we have that that constant self fear all the time. And I think that's been a struggle for a lot of people. But you you talked about being alone with yourself, and I think that's hard for people. Uh, believe it or not, I, I struggle with it. You know, I talked about therapists. Thank you for for sharing that. I see one too myself uh, constantly weekly and just to be able to talk right just be able to get that out because there's so much on our plate all the time so much on our shoulders that you need that person that can unbiasedly you know take in what you're telling them and digest it and turn it around into something that makes you start to think and go huh so even when you said that word where it's like be you be alone with yourself people don't like to be alone with themselves. I think people are afraid of themselves quite a bit, which is a little uh, uneasy feeling. Mm-hmm. How do you have that conversation? Um, how do you how do you change someone's mindset um, when someone crosses your path and maybe you latch onto them and you're like, okay, this is the person I want to help. At least I have a couple people like that in my life. I assume you do as well. But how do you get them there? How do you help them? Where do you even start when having that conversation where it's like you got to learn about yourself? That's good. Um, that's really good. Because, I mean, no one wants to be alone. Uh-huh. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we, we're all aware of that. But I think in that case, you kind of have to know your value. You have to know that you are so valuable. Like, who who else to be beside you? Like, you were chosen to be in this life. Like, you're here. So why not spend more time getting to know you? And that's the easier thing to say, right? But I had to get to a place in my life where I was like, you know, you need to kind of reveal those ugly things within yourself that you keep running from. Like, reveal it. Dive into it. Don't be afraid of it. Don't run from it. And again, that's easier said than done. But when you start to do the work, you start to understand more of your value. You start to build more confidence and you start to know more of like what you love. Like they say, you can't love someone unless you love yourself first. And that is so true. I can't love you if I don't even know. And I can even tell you how to love me if I don't know how I receive love. Uh, there we go. You know, I love that. You don't know. I don't know how to be loved if I don't know how to love myself. Yeah. Right. Um, I think that's very people don't understand that because you can't express your love back until you're fully comfortable with, with yourself. And I think that's one of the hardest things to do. I'm always struggling with it. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I have this you know, persona, this image, this way I want to present myself. And I work very hard to do it. But that doesn't mean, to your point, that internally I'm still not dealing with my issues that I got to deal with. And I think that makes it so tough for people to see the bigger picture. Yeah. Um, and we've talked about that a lot where it's like, what is that long-term vision? How do you create a long-term vision when you don't feel like you have that purpose? So even to your point, you know, how many times in your life, if you look back the last 10 years, how many times has your trajectory changed in terms of like what you potentially wanted to do versus what you ended up doing? Yeah, so many times. Um, before I dive into that, I want to add to um, with being alone, some like something I said for myself, find an activity that you've never done and just do it like once or once every other few weeks and just do it by yourself and see how that makes you feel. Something new. Um, but well, you, as, Did you try one recently? Um, so I bought a sewing machine. I have to get into it, but yeah. I did painting because <laughs> I was wanted to sew as a kid. So I did buy a sewing machine um, and I found out I like to paint. Apparently I'm pretty decent at it. So <laughs> that's going to be something new that I start. But um, as far as like that alone time, I'll go out to like Bell Isle and I'll like go read a book and just do something like in nature. So that's like my me time in a I, sense. that's a great win um 
small on my end too, but I've done the same thing. It's crazy. Started building keyboards. See, um, <laughs> I know. I don't mean Howard started building keyboard. I know it's crazy. It's like, but it's it does help quite a yeah. bit. Like that self reflecting time. Um, but no, I appreciate that. Yeah, Sorry, I didn't mean sure. to sidetrack it from before. No, that was me. I had to like throw that out for some No, no, you're good. It. You're good. But walk me through it. <laughs> um, as far as the trajectory of things yeah. changing all the time, like I went to school at first for computer science engineering. Why? Yeah. <laughs> what are you, what are you going to do with that? Yeah. <laughs> I do not know. No, not at all. Um, so well, what made changed. you do that first? Sorry, before you go. Um, when it. I was younger, the money sounded good. I'm like, Oh, you know, you, you know, they're like, Oh, what career do you want to follow? And I'm like, Oh yeah. Which one like pays the most? Dollars, yeah. Right? Yeah. What is like what is purpose? Like mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> So that was like my mindset. Um even just recently I'm like, Okay, cool. I'm gonna go back to school. I'm well, I've been in school, but I'm I'm gonna go and, you know, become a journalist and then I was like, I don't know, like do I, I do I need the degree? I don't necessarily know, but can I use the knowledge, the wisdom for sure? Like I can use those resources, but I don't know if that's what I need. So even from like um, wanting to get that degree and now being like, okay, maybe you should just focus more on your craft, on your business, on growing and developing because to be honest, times are just changing. So you have to really decide, is this a necessity or are there, is there another way? You know, what really works for me? Um, so my path just continues to change. And I'm open for change. Like, give me something new. I might be an actress tomorrow. Like, you just don't. I'm like, for real. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you just never know. Um, but I'm just open for it. I'm excited. It's life. Do well, it. Well, you know, it's funny. I know you said that, actress tomorrow. But I know <laughs> you, you've been doing stuff for us, obviously, kind of taking them that role. But you've been getting good feedback. Thank you. Which is the, the, the part about it, which you're talking about, right? Um but it's it's about making yourself uncomfortable, yeah. you're right? Like, you know, being 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 comfortable, uncomfortable is what I was always taught. Yeah. Um, and but people don't really understand what that means. Being uncomfortable is literally putting yourself in a situation that you wouldn't put yourself yeah. in. So what does that do to your mind? It challenges me. Like it opens my mind to possibilities. Like, okay, being uncomfortable isn't easy. Let's just be clear, yeah. right? But when you think about it, like, okay, this is super uncomfortable, but I'm going to grow. I'm going to learn something from it. Like, that's been my mindset with challenges. Initially, it might be like, oh, what is this? What is this about to be? But then it's like when you're in it, you're in it. So you got to keep walking. Like, I can't turn around. I have to keep going through it. So now that I'm in this position, what is the outcome going to be? Let me get excited for who I'm going to become after this, how, what I'm going to learn, like, be comfortable being uncomfortable like be open to the possibilities because when you're comfortable you think you're secure right but it's really an insecurity and i read this i believe in the four agreements it, and i'm sorry it was seven spiritual laws of success it was talking about um the law of detachment when we think that oh like you know i'm just so comfortable like i'm attached to something i'm secure No, you're insecure because when you choose to detach yourself, when you choose to step into that unknown, step into the uncomfortable, you're opening yourself to possibilities and challenges and just a new world versus, well, I'm comfortable here. I'm familiar with this. I know how this is going to work. So let me just stay. No, go be uncomfortable. Go try something new. You're leaving your little circle of like what you believe is reality. Um, And there's there's actually two things uh, to that. One, so I think about my dad. So I'm first generation. My parents were born back home in the Middle East. My father was born in Jordan. Um, And look, it's not his fault, right? But it's always hilarious because we have this talk all the time. My dad, there's just certain things he's setting his ways on. You know, it's that old school mentality. And it's not for anything, but it's his his version of comfortability. 
But granted, look, my dad came from growing up in a mud hut, right? And that's the truth. That's that's they had to the only way for good water is they had to boil it out back. So I get it, right? It's like it's his version where it's like he's at the place where he's like, no, no, this is my circle. I'm good right here. Anything else that challenges my comfortability, you better get the hell away from me. So talking about folks that maybe are, I don't want to use the word a little older, but sometimes it tends to be that. But talking about folks that do are a little older than us, right? Like explaining to your to your parents or your family or or uncles or aunts who don't like agree with maybe what you're doing, for for instance, and maybe you have that in your life. I know I sure as hell do, but it's okay. I enjoy it. Um, how how's that conversation like, right at family <laughs> dinner? How's that conversation like? I feel like I'm getting into the same convos with my aunts and uncles um, when I meet up with them. Where it's like, well, why do you do this? Or why do you do that? Or maybe you should do this. And I'm like, oh, good Lord. <laughs> like, please, how, how do you have that conversation? Keep that smile on and let them know, like, look, this is my focuses. Yeah. Um, my dad, a thousand percent <laughs> the same. I'm like, oh, my God, you do not stop. But I had to show them. Like, I had to show them. I had to, like, um, when I first told my dad I was doing the talk show, he was like, okay, but where's the money? And I was yep, like, yep. I mean, like the money will come. Like I just have to keep walking in my purpose. Okay, but if it doesn't make dollars, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. And like, I wanted it to discourage me, but I was like, no, let me show him that, you know, this will work. It can work. And you have a purpose too. And so I would just still like feed him little seeds. I'll plant seeds here. And okay, dad, well, what is something that you wanted to do when you were younger? You know, well, what kind of stopped you from doing that? And my dad always goes, stop. Don't open me. Don't open me. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. always says that. Like, <laughs> yeah. But I have to, because I have to get him to understand that you're still here. You have a purpose. I get, we have an age difference. And I get for you looking at me as like, well, you have more possibilities, but it's, that's not true. And, and I don't I don't I don't walk in his shoes. So I can't, you know, say I quite understand. But I feel like if you have breath in your lungs, you you have time. And so I had to show him now my dad, he'll call me after every episode. Oh, this is so good. I love what you said and this and that and that and that. And I say, Thank you. <laughs> well, I, I love that too because people also don't get, you know, it's not people gotta stop trying to always use that as like leverage to motivate them because it's not a grudge, right? Mm-hmm. Against where you're like, I'll show you, dad, I'll show you. It's more so, okay, hold on. Let me educate you. Yeah. Right? Let me let me explain to you why I want to do this. And it, I remember when I started doing uh, mortgages, I was actually supposed to go back to college. I ended up dropping out and going and did mortgages. And at first, everybody losing it. My mom's cry. I mean, I'm talking the most like <laughs> dramatic shit you'll ever realize. It's just our culture. Everyone's crying. My grandma's crying. Everyone's losing it. You're not going to school. You're going to be a failure. I'm just, I mean, crazy shit. All of a sudden- you know, a year in, I'm making money, mm-hmm. it passes. It goes from, all right, it looks like this might be something legit, yeah. huh? So you, <laughs> you got something here. and But it's okay because it's like they just need to be shown that it's possible. But the part that I love the most that's like the most beautiful for me, and I, I hope your dad feels this way, and I bet he does, and I feel this way even talking to you, it's like you just showed them that, oh, my God, my, my mindset's wrong. My daughter, my yeah. son just eclipsed what I thought was possible. So now as opposed to like, look, I'll show you. Now it's the conversation where it's like, dad, look, what else do you think you can do now? Yeah. What else do you think you can do that I can help you with, dad? Like, look what I just did. I just did two seasons, dad. And like, that's got to feel just unbelievable. And hopefully you've had those combos Mm -hmm. where it sounds like you did. But now you're what? You're an inspirer. 
So how do you constantly inspire? And how how about the people around you? Do you think you impact them? What kind of impact do you have on them? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, my friends, family, they tell me all the time. Actually, just over the weekend, a cousin of mine, uh, her name is actually Kia, which is funny. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she um like was just so like overjoyed with how proud she was. And it just, it meant so much to me. I was like, wow, like just to know, like even I have older siblings and they tell me like, oh, I saw your video and like the power of thought. My sister just told me like, I saw your video and I was like, wow, like, you know, our thoughts really do matter. And I was like, wow, like, you're my older sibling. Like I'm, you know, I'm learning from you, but the fact that, you know, you can learn from me, it does feel really good. So my friends, they, they are very, um, um, very open with me with how I've impacted them. And cause in return, they've impacted me in a way. And that's the purpose. And yeah. that's what people don't get, which is, it's so special because you decided to go outside of your norm, right? Because you decided to go against people are telling you because you're doing all these extra things you're now impacting people. And yeah. you know, my mentor, God rest his soul, Piazza, I've told you about so much. One of the things he's taught me so much, but one of the things he said, he said, John, your only job whenever you present or speak or do a training is to just get through to one person, just yeah. one. And think about it, he said, John, when you get through to one person every time you do a training, he goes, by the end of your life, you're gonna have thousands of people that are followers of John Haddad's belief system and the way he, he like navigates through life. And that's what you did. And it's so, they think of how special that feels. That's an impact that you're always going to have made on somebody because of you stepping outside of your comfort zone. And now that leads me into the last part of this, maintaining it. Hmm. Because it's so easy to ruin your reputation, right? It take, they always say this. They say it takes years to build your reputation and it takes a day to ruin it. Oh. And that's the truth. So what keeps your mindset focused on, hey, these people look up to me. You're gaining traction you are getting a little more notoriety, right? It's, mm -hmm. It feels good people walk up to you, they know who you are. I know I love it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure you do too. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that because you're using it for good. Yeah. How do you maintain it? That's really good. Um, I mean, always being true to yourself, authenticity is key. Like, I don't want to be anyone but me. That's like, that's number one. Um, but then too, also just knowing, I just like, like what is right? What is the right thing to do? Is this a good decision to make? You have the choice. You have moments before a decision to decide if this is going to be a good decision or not. Um, so that's something that I always like to practice. But also, too, like even when doing like podcasts and interviews, I have to decide how much access I want to give to the world. I can't give the world every bit of me. Um, I did an uh, interview a few, like a week ago, and I was a bit, a bit more vulnerable than I expected I would be. But I made a choice. Once you say these things, it's out there. So make a choice on how much access you want to give to the world because that's going to determine, you know, what happens from here. And be okay with that choice. Be comfortable with it. It's not always easy maintaining, but be comfortable with the choices you make. I love that so much. We're going to end it right there. Mm -hmm. uh, this is the Early Birds podcast, and the thing that she said that I absolutely love, I don't want to be anybody but me. And I hope you all feel the exact same way. And if you don't, get yourself into that spot. Start building your self-confidence. Go out there, read, reach out to anybody, ourselves included. We're here to help. We're here to inspire. We're here to make people feel the best versions of themselves. So I hope you have the most incredible day. My kid, thank you so much. Thank we appreciate you. you jumping on the Early Birds podcast. Have yourselves an incredible day. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Cut. You are a